Welcome to Cellmates. I'm Dick Ward. I'm Kate Phillips. And this is Cellmates, the uh, podcast where we take two animated movies and we kind of mash them up, compare them, contrast them, and generally throw a Venn diagram over them to see what comes out. Uh, These movies are usually Disney. But not always. Usually musicals. Not always. And usually good. Not always. Oh. So we got a got a score of a one point five on yeah. this episode. Maybe even a, like a one point six. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Out we, out of six, and yeah. it's not that's that's not a a value added score. It's just objectively they're either Disney or not. Well, the good is kind of objective. Oh, Subjective. I was doing a value score. <laughs> oh, I was um, saying out of six points that these yeah, two so movies have, could earn together. Both of these movies that we're talking about today, neither of them are Disney. Neither mm-hmm. of them are musicals, and they're pretty good. So the one and a half comes from that last category. Yeah, Dick, I gotta ask. Kate, I what are answer. you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a drink. I haven't actually drank it yet. Um, it is called a skeleton key. A what? A skeleton key. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Dick pronounces that word that way. I'd say ninety percent of the time. It's true. To me, that's how the mm. word skeleton is pronounced. Skeletum. It was pretty good. So it's like um, whiskey. Um, what's that? Elderflower liqueur. Saint Germain. Whiskey, Saint Germain, uh, lemon, and ginger beer. That's right. It's pretty good. Would you say, Dick, if you were to take this skeleton key, I don't know, like out in in the wild? Uh, one, would it make you feel spookier? Uh, or I would mean, it make I'm you feeling spookier already. Feel spooked just talking out? about a skeleton key. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would it, like, what would you do with a skeleton key, do you think? I'd probably, like, sell it. Just, like, just try and hock it at, like, a pawn shop. Get some money. Or, like, a circus. Like, yeah. a sideshow circus. Yeah. What? I... I... Do you <laughs> sell things at a circus? I don't know. Okay. But, well, I'm trying to. Well, Dick, I might use it. How about you use it? To open up some kind of like door to like Ooh. an edifice of some type. An edifice, you say? An edifice. And like an edifice rex? Or I might kind? say. No. Okay. I'd say an edifice spooky <laughs> is what I would say. Okay. Edifice okay. hexed. Oh, Edifice hexed. hexed. Whatever. Uh, you get applause. Thank that was you. Great. Uh, hey, you're really good at puns. Cause, well, I don't like them, you though. Love puns. I don't. Once do. in a while, I come up with a good one, but normally I'm just like, oh, uh, well, pudding, speaking, pudding. That's speaking me. Speaking of puns, well, uh, I what? didn't have a transition. Sorry. I thought so I had one. The but two I didn't. movies we're doing, you might say, could be opened by skeleton keys. I guess. There's no it, there's no evidence in the text for that, but we are doing two buildings that are scary. First one, Dick is uh, Monster House. Monster House. It's about a house. That is monster. That is monster. Yeah, it's a building. And the second one is Hotel Transylvania. That's correct. It's a hotel that is Transylvania. Well, we assume so. Uh, it is in Transylvania. It is named Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. 
it seems, I don't know if it's clear that it is in Transylvania. I think there is some. I think there's some evidence, especially. Oh yeah, with the backpacking kid. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And later on, the town, the the human town that they go to, is European in it seems architecture. That Hotel Transylvania two or three might be like a on a beach. One of them is summer vacation. I think that's three. So they they leave the hotel. Spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. have to wait. See we what Skeleton Key unlocks that uh, treat of a film. Uh-huh. Dick. Hey. Why did we pair these? Uh, well, they're, I mean, <laughs> the simplest. Look, it's uh, almost Halloween. It's the spookiest month of the year. Ooh. Shocktober. Um, mm. Rocktober. Mm. Spocktober? Skillimtumtober. That doesn't work. So, um, October. Rawr. Rawr. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're two spooky movies. They both take place, uh, they both revolve around a building of some sort mm-hmm. that holds some significance to our uh, lead, which mm-hmm. we didn't totally know until... Well- yeah, like uh, one of the until we had watched these, which was nice. One of the legitimate reasons that we paired it because I thought they were maybe the same movie, mm. or like no. Every what, time I brought up Monster <laughs> House to you, I'd be like, like oh, the one with Dracula in the hotel. Like, yeah, because I've seen Monster House. I'm like, oh, Monster House is really good. It's like these kids. It's this haunted house, and you're like, is the mummy in that? I'm like, what are you talking about? A, well, so I just assumed. I knew these were different titles. Hotel Transylvania is yeah. a hard title to forget. But I thought it was kind of like Finding Nemo, Shark Tale, The Reef. I just thought there mm. were like a slew of haunted house movies that yeah. all came out at once. And like one of them would be na- would be named Monster House. Yeah. Like uh, that's I'd, easy name, name for a movie. I would name a movie Monster House. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but it turns out they are more different uh, than I had thought yeah. in tone, in story. Um, and it turns out they are both created in part by m- people more familiar with live action mm-hmm. world and especially live action comedy. Yeah. Um, and then to see how that gets translated into an animated feature where no one on the creative team has a ton of at least feature film experience with animation is is I think fascinating. It's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's start by talking about Monster House. Let's go for it. Uh, Kate, what what's your experience with Monster House besides not knowing what Monster House? Well, was? Yeah, a lot more than it used to be, including knowing that it's a separate movie now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I thought it was a Hotel Transylvania ripoff yeah. until recently, and then you had to remind me again every kind of couple of months until I saw it. And now I know it's not Hotel Transylvania. And that was that, the... F- that's going to go on the box. Monster House. <laughs> not Hotel Transylvania. Kate Phillips of Cellmates. So yeah, I saw this movie a week ago, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I was is very fascinated by it. And we'll get into it when we start talking yeah. more movie. Dick, yeah. what about you? Um I saw this movie not in theaters, but not long after, uh, probably once it had, I think it was like a premium cable run. It was like an HBO or Showtime or something. My remembrance of it uh, is that my dad told me I needed to see it, and I think he had TiVo'd it. And my dad is is interesting (sighs) because 
He watches like a lot of stuff. He's less, um, uh, what do I want to say? Picky about, <laughs> and that's not, this isn't yeah. a judgment by the way. This, he's less picky about what he watches. He, he watch, seems to just watch what's on. He's like, I'm going to see this. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be bad. I'll find out soon. Mm-hmm. And if it's bad, he'll watch through and then tell me how bad it was. If it's good, <laughs> he'll watch through and tell me how good it was. Um, yeah, he's he's less uh, frontwardly discerning. There we go. If that makes sense. That, like, yeah, that like, does make sense. It's like, oh, this is a movie. Yeah. Well, that sounds all right. I'll watch a movie. And then he judges it afterwards, which is probably, you know. So at what point in time in the movies, so the movie comes out in 2006. Yeah. When When are you made aware of it? Probably 2007, 2008. Okay. So so yeah. soon after it was yeah, released. Yeah, soon, soon after. I think we had like a, like a free HBO week or a free Showtime week mm-hmm. and Dad had TiVo'd it. Yeah. That's my assumption of what happens, uh, what happened. So it's probably true. But that's interesting because I, I had not heard of this movie, mm. only getting it confused with other movies, but like I had not heard this title before I met you. Yeah. Um, and welcome. nothing about it looked familiar. Like, oh, I remember this from ads or something. Like, yeah, it wasn't never. It wasn't a giant hit. It did okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I also don't remember ads or anything for it. And this is Amblin. Is that correct? Yeah, mostly. It's, it's Amblin, and I think there's like other studios involved, but um, but the, it's not DreamWorks. It's not. Right. Sony, like, and the reason Amblin is particularly interesting in this is because this is uh, the next movie after Polar Express, mm. and uses a lot of the same motion capture yeah. technology that Polar Express did, but less terrifyingly. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have to do that movie at some point. I guess so. Ooh, we'll we'll talk about that later. We will it's talk not, about it's it. It's not later. the holidays yet. Well, Dick, I'm going to give summarizing duties. Real quick. I'm sorry. I just want to I want to alert the audience. Uh, we we are in the middle of our scariest episode yet. And there Ooh. is a spooky, scary moth. Yeah. Like a tiny, spooky, scary moth flying around the apartment. So I'm dealing with it because yeah. I'm a professional. <laughs> this haunted episode of cellmates podcast but yeah if you hear a loud clap it's not because dick forgot to edit it's because we're trying to smash him off or it's because i forgot to edit or it's yeah so just just think it's because of a moth because (laughs) we make no mistakes that's true of all past episodes as well so kate you you you, you sounded like you wanted to pass on summarizing duty to me i'm gonna that yes so i've got a two minute cookie timer all right a spooky timer spooky spooky timer anyway no let weird. me know when you want to start go okay so there's this kid and he's uh what you're making a face at me it's a new kind of timer don't worry about it oh, it's a I new kind of timer. All do right. you want me to start over no i'm a professional okay. there's this kid and he lives across the street from an old creepy man he's hanging out with his friend uh, and he's like, he's kind of like spying on this old creepy man because the old creepy man is old and creepy and stuff like goes into his yard and then is never seen again. Usually because the old man gets up and grabs it and is like, get off my lawn. I'm going to take your tricycle. Um, they kind of stage like a 
uh, raid because they want to get like the a uh, 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 chubby friend throws a basketball onto the lawn, and so our hero and chubby friend stage a raid to go get the basketball back, and the old man appears to have a heart attack and die, uh, and yeah, uh, oh my god, I'm doing such a bad job of getting okay. through this. Uh, so the house, uh, it turns out, is alive, and it's eating stuff, Monster. including people and things, uh, and it is luring people in, and because it is Halloween, there are a bunch of kids coming around, so our hero... Uh, our heroes, which are kind of like a Harry, Ron, Hermione situation, uh, all decide that we're going to stop this house. So they go inside the house to stop it and put out the fire, which is the heart of the house. Inside, they realize that the house is actually the old man's wife, uh, whose soul is haunting the house. Uh, the old man comes back because it turns out he didn't die, but... The house is going crazy. It's going to eat everyone, so they got to blow it up. And they do. Spooky is done. Spooky is done. Spooky is done. You did a good job. You got you got thrown in the beginning. Cause yeah. I... There's, well, there's also a lot. There's a lot of plot yeah. in this. There's a lot of, like, there's a whole babysitter and her boyfriend. Yeah. I think they're there mostly to, like, give you... So, I have seen, like maybe three horror movies in my life. Okay. And they've all been because you, Dick Ward, have said, oh you have God. to see some horror movies. Wait, what horror movies have you seen? Uh, Get Out, uh, yeah. Scream, yeah, and maybe this one. <laughs> I yeah. think I've maybe seen one. Oh, I saw Halloween one time. Yeah, you've seen Halloween without me. In a, in a PE class in high school called fitness science or something you gotta learn how to run away from the michael myers well no it wasn't even that it was that this gym teacher who was teaching the class got fancy new heart rate monitors wanted to test them out (laughs) and it happened to be october so we just spent like three straight days of class watching halloween and then the heart rate monitors like the data got screwed up so we didn't even have the data with like the spikes in blood like it just was us watching halloween for three days with weird mechanics on us That's lovely all right um but yeah it's it's the only animated feature i've seen that is similar in structure to a traditional horror movie yeah and i think the babysitter and her boyfriend's plot is kind of that thing in horror movie where like here's another example of this thing you should be scared of. It's not the main example, like, but here is like supporting evidence for yeah. why this monster is a real monster and, here's, and here's not your, just in everyone's head. Here's your first victim. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this with, um, oh man, what movie did we just watch that I said was laid out like a horror movie? Oh, well, we've we've scrapped a Monsters, Inc. episode where this does happen. No, there was a movie where the screams get recently pulled out of about. someone. Yeah. Well, listeners, this is a uh, uh, if you have the skeleton key to our past and can find the example we're talking about, don't. Okay. Uh, no, I am pulling up All right. the list of our podcasts. I am sorry. That's Beauty and the Beast. Oh, Mar- Maurice versus. Yeah, because Maurice goes out to the beast. He is the first victim of the beast. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Beauty and the Beast you were like describing it that way. starts like a horror movie and then kind of shifts. Um, but Monster House is a horror movie all the way through. Yeah. Um, 
like a comedy horror movie, but it's a horror movie. Well, and like I thought it was going to take a turn for like the kids are imagining this. Mm. And there is something tragic with the old man, but like it's more of a metaphorical monster house. But yeah. no, it's just a legit monster house. Yeah. Like it rises from its foundation and makes like a scary face with its door and windows as the eyes. And it's like, awesome. It is really cool animation. Yeah. But like the house is just a straight up monster. And I can't think Not of a another uh, American animated movie that I would <laughs> consider a horror movie. Uh huh. Right? Like, are you are you making fun of my aversion to Studio Ghibli monsters? No. Oh, I, like I I am sure there are plenty of Japanese and uh, and like HK or yeah. Korean horror. It's movies. called Spirited Away. Okay. But, Very scary. But seriously, there are actual yeah. horror movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in America, that's not a thing. Not what like, animation traditionally does. So this is really. It's really interesting that it it keeps it going all the way through, despite being like lighthearted and fun, and everyone's mm-hmm. got like their their one liners and stuff. Yeah, it's still, it very funny. It's still like rooted in a sort of reality. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's so, Monster House. Uh, speaking of another edifice hexed, um, <laughs> it's not really hexed Look, so much you as you said it. Just roll with it. Okay. Uh, so there's this hotel, and it's Transylvania. Dick, <laughs> when did Transylvania? Yeah, like past tense. Uh, well, or like the adjective that like, it is. It has been Transylvania. Yeah, it was normal. Now it's Transylvania. Like, like made over to be Transylvania. Okay, Dick. When did you first uh, learn of this movie? What's your history with it? I so <laughs> my in my remembering, uh, Hotel Transylvania is right in line with Secret Life of Pets, where I didn't know about it until I saw a billboard for Hotel Transylvania 2. <laughs> and then I was like, what? what? Is there a first one? What are we doing here? Uh, was this popular enough to have a second one? Because I've never heard of it. Um, so it's that sort of scenario. And the first time I saw it was last week, two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Were you aware of like what kind of film it was I once had, you learned about sequels i had assumptions about what kind of film it was. all right and those assumptions were spurred on by me reading the cast list <laughs> it is very snl heavy and very like sandler the heavy. snl from like the generation before yeah so it's like specifically snl and it's like sandler and like age. Sandler and his friends. So you've got Steve Buscemi in there. You've yeah. got Kevin James in there. David Spade. David Spade. Ugh. Poor David Spade. David Spade is fine in this movie. Yeah, I know. I know. He's, hey, he's the protagonist of one of my favorite Disney movies, but we'll get to that one later. Um, yay, I'm a llama again. Oh, yeah. Emperor's New Groove. He's huh. very good in that. Right. Oh, we got to get to that. Yeah, we do. It's a good movie. We do. Um. So for me, is that, sorry, were you passing yeah. it off? Uh, for me, yeah, like I was aware of it in a... Were you aware wolf of it? Oh. <laughs> uh, pass. Uh, <laughs> I think I was aware of like, uh, this movie is not for me. Sure. Um, kind of like the secret life of pets, kind of like the emoji movie. We're like, this one doesn't count. Um, Sing. Hmm? Sing. Yeah. 
So, Count, what? No, Sing is another movie that I looked at. Oh, I thought I you like... were giving a command. <laughs> like, what am I like? One, uh, uh, Kick. uh. Sing the song. <laughs> I said the word count. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah, so this was the first time I had seen it too. Clearly, I thought there were more of them, like more replicas. Uh, but this seems to be maybe the only one. I think so, yeah. Uh, and that's fine. This this movie was also surprising to me for how much I thought it was not for me and like how how various moments delighted me. I, I think there's like a Bratz Monsters thing that was oh, yeah? happening at the same time. I guess maybe like Scooby-Doo in general is kind of, <laughs> I don't know, there are a lot of monsters okay. and it's like monsters that's a fair point isn't there a scooby-doo like long form cartoon with like halloween monsters are the humans yeah they would have gotten away with it too perhaps we all go a little mad oh what are you doing now that's from psycho okay i'm just doing things scooby that scooby-doo references from psycho no that line i just said is from okay Okay. Hey, so uh, Kate, <laughs> do you want to put two minutes on the spooky timer? I sure would like to. And uh, tell us a little bit about Hotel Transylvania. I forgot this was a segment, and so I did not prepare either of these movies. We'll see how this goes. Uh, same. Let's do it. Uh, there's a hotel. It's in Transylvania. Turns out Count Dracula runs it, and he lives with his daughter, Mavis, who is turning 118 years old, which is basically like 18 years old. Her mother died when she was a baby, and he's very like protective of her, and this hotel is no humans, no humans allowed. You see through various flashback, mom is killed by humans, um, the humans are scared of monsters, have driven them out of their town, and monsters are just misunderstood in this universe. So... For her 118th birthday, all of their family friends come. So you got like werewolf and Bigfoot and ghosts and all the guys. Um, and then also to this party comes, uh-oh, a human. No. Oh, no. So he dresses him up. Yeah, they're not allowed. So he dresses him up as a monster because like there's nowhere else for him to go. Meanwhile, he's let his daughter leave the hotel for the first time and like, oh yeah, you can go visit the human world. But really, it's a trap. He sets up a fake human village and then they like, they like go after her and it's like all these, it's a whole trap. And so she's like, oh no, I don't want to go in the human world. And he's like, good, that's solved, that's fine. But anyway, she ends up meeting this human in disguise as a monster and they kind of hit it off. Uh oh. And then um, a series of events happen. The human, like, teaches the monsters how to loosen up a little bit and have fun. But then the human is discovered as a human. Oh no! And he and the Dracula daughter want to be together, but he um, gets convinced by Dracula to kind of like do a no go, uh, you're not wanted here, Harry, Harry and, and the Hendersons, Hendersons kind of thing. So he leaves, but the daughter is sad. But then Dracula's like, oh no, my daughter's too sad. I guess this human can come back. So he has to go through this town that's celebrating monsters. And oh my gosh, humans celebrate monsters now? What? And he gets, he flies on the airplane um, and he almost gets toasted by the sun. And this sun comes, and the human comes back and they get married. It's a lot of, it's a lot of convolution. There's a lot, yeah. Anyway, he gets them back. Yeah. And they get married because... Well, they, they zing. 
They zing. That's right. And what happens at the very end of this movie? You Kay? only get one zing in your life. What you happens better... at the very end of this movie? Kay? Oh, there's oh, there's a dance party. There's a dance. It's party. a Lonely Island dance party because yeah. the human is played by Andy Samberg. Yes. I didn't mind this. I'm just of all the. I'm re- just asking for clarification of how this movie ends. Dick, on a scale of. Because we've seen at least five ridiculous dance party endings to animated movies at this point. How would you rate this one? There's We got Shrek. We got Mulan. We kind of have the Lego movie. I guess that's more during the credits. Yeah. But it's also a lonely island. I mean, I would say that makes the Lego movies better. Is that it's during the credits. No, that's true. If this one was during the credits, I would like it more. But it was a little... Oh, it's certainly tacked on. A little long. But it almost feels like it is credits because nothing else happens. <laughs> no, nothing else happens. As opposed to like the Shrek one or the Ugh. Mulan one where there are like other jokes in it. Where yeah. like you're just like, why aren't the credits There's playing yet? There's jokes in this ending song. There aren't really. Except for uh, Adam Sandler's Dracula comes up and does a rap. And that's pretty funny. Because like. Kind of. You're meant to know the connotations of these actors. I feel like it's funny for the adults knowing like. Uh, Adam Sandler would get a verse in this Andy Samberg song. Like at that point, you've just you've broken the fourth wall to a certain extent. Cool. I don't know, Dick. I think I think this podcast is breaking my will against like stupid stuff and animated movies. I'm yeah. like, well, if the stuff is gonna be stupid, it might as well be entertaining. I'm to afraid me. to watch The Greatest Showman again, <laughs> just in case you like it. This no, time. never. Every time I listen to the soundtrack, I get angry. So yeah, like going down the cast list of this movie, and I like you just heard me ragging on it on the ending because I thought the ending was terrible. But looking down the cast list of this movie, you've got Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. Andy Samberg, mm-hmm. uh, David Spade, mm-hmm. um, Fran Drescher, Fran Drescher, Chris Parnell, Steve Buscemi, Steve Buscemi, Kevin uh, James, CeeLo. CeeLo Green. Green. It's just like a lot of celebrities, Mm -hmm. many of them comedians or with unique voices, but not all of them. And many of them SNL. And some of them funny. Yeah. (laughs) And I just looked at this cast list and I said, oh, this is going to be bad. It's going to be Shark Tale. This is going to be Shrek Tale. Yeah. Right? Yes. (laughs) That's like... This movie was surprisingly decent. Shrek Tale. Like, I would not... I would not it describe was. this as a great movie. No. I might not describe it as a good movie. Like seven out of ten, but like solid seven. <laughs> six and a half? Like I don't a know. solid six. Okay. A solid six out of ten. But it didn't make me angry. Yeah, it like it rarely made me upset. Mm-hmm. There were, like I feel like every, almost every joke was explained too much. Well. And almost everything that happened was a little too... Like uh, uh, telegraphed and everything that, like, every point that was made was a little bit sloppy. And there were about 15% of the jokes that were the exact opposite of that, which was confusing. Yeah. Jokes were like, this is coming out of nowhere and now it's gone and I'm laughing so hard and I don't know really what just let's, happened. Let's talk about the beginning of this movie and what uh-huh. we thought we were in for. Well, so the, be- oh, the beginning yeah, say, of this movie. Say some more. Start us got, off. You've got Dracula taking care of a baby. Mm-hmm. Like you see there's a baby laying there. You see like a vampire shadow and it turns out it's his baby. Right. Great. And then every joke is like, 
Like he changes her diaper and he throws the diaper. Oh, yeah. There's like, yeah. It's unclear because I don't throw my like garbage into a bed shaped trash can. No. So I don't know why he'd throw it into a coffin shape. I guess because coffin has hinges like a trash can. So that's more for us. And there's Uh. like, there's like some weird stuff where he's like, in one bit, he tells her, like, he sings, like, uh, hush, little baby. Yeah. Don't be a brat. Daddy's going to bite the head off a bat. Yeah. To her amusement. But then later, he says, like, sweet things. And it's not clear that they know what the jokes are supposed to be. And it's, it's yeah. really, like, this first couple minutes is rough. It 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 is. And it kind of sometimes cycles back to this, that, like, it's the... Um, Halloween version of Shrek, yeah. right? With like jokes based on these characters or your stereotypes of them. And so the joke is there, but then it flips the stereotype. But you're yeah. like, well, why was that joke there then? Yeah, or something being like, oh, it's the it's not an elevator. It's a Dracula elevator. That's the joke. You know, stuff, yeah. like, stuff like that where I'm like, I don't, it doesn't make sense because I wouldn't call it a person elevator, right? But then there's like another joke in it where, oh, I forget what, it's a conversation between Dracula and the human mm-hmm. and it, he says something funny and then the human's like, oh, that's funny because you're Dracula and Dracula goes, well, it's much less funny when you explain the punchline <laughs> and it's, Dick, like la- out bit. loud, Dick is like, then why are you doing that for most jokes of this movie? Like you spoke directly to Dracula. Yeah, um, but 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 like the the ten minutes in, they get to the hotel, uh-huh. and there's a joke that is like it's not lampshaded, it's not even addressed. A bunch of frogs mm. just appear, uh-huh. form into a platform. Dracula stands. And speaks from the platform of frogs. It's a toadstool. If they said, oh, bring me my toadstool. Right. And then it happened, I would be super annoyed. Yeah. And if he did it and then he was like, I guess that's what you call a toadstool. I'd be annoyed. But since yeah. it just happened, it was just a fun. Like, that, yeah. Like like you said, like 15, 20% of the jokes in this movie are Great and funny and work. Like jokes I would want to rewind and see again. Yeah. Like there's a, it gets old after like the third time, but there's a grandma character that just like eats whatever object is in front of her. So like the human brings a scooter, he's teaching everyone to use it, everyone gets a turn and then it's in front of the grandma and she just eats it. And then at the end, like (laughs) they're talking about what the human did to them and she's like, he made me eat his scooter. There's (laughs) funny bits it's, in this movie but like weird funny and there's one i can't remember there's a bit that you just like could not control yourself could for. i save it for my scene shout out you absolutely can thank you good thank you because otherwise i don't super so um, this is it's a really confusingly but it's so it's interesting right because yeah. the um rob smigel is that correct rob smigel and adam sandler are executive producers on this this is directed by a TV animation guy, Dexter's mm-hmm. Laboratory and yeah, Samurai Kendi Jack. Yeah, Kandy who did, yeah, like you said, get Dexter's Lab, Samurai Jack, um, the Star Wars cartoons. The clone, yeah. Yeah, I clone think Wars. just the ones like before 
episode two or episode three okay. came out, they were awesome. They were they, so I mean, cool. yeah, he is very well respected. He's got like a new mo- a new show coming out that just like, it looks like Tarzani, and it looks so cool. Yeah, so he's got an animated background, but the creator of kind of the IP here is a guy named um, Todd Durham, I think. Um, Durham or Dunham? Durham, I think. And um, he comes from kind of a mixed background of like writing random things for TV. Mm -hmm. He writes for some National Lampoon movies. He writes for some SNL star vehicles. So he has much more of a live action comedy background. So they just like hired him to write this? Well, apparently (laughs) what he did was he came up with this Hotel Transylvania universe. He writes a what he refers to as a Bible of um, a structure for seven animated movies, all the character outlines, a TV series, video games, a hotel chain, a theme park. He brings it unsolicited to Sony. I'm, I mean, I'm essentially reading from the Wikipedia, but and Sony like picks it up and they're like, cool, you are making a movie now. And it's bonkers. I mean, good for him. But so you see some of these kind of, I, I feel like in that, that 15% of the jokes, I feel like this is kind of a little bit, maybe not structurally, but proportion wise, similar to an SNL episode where like a lot of it is hit you over the head humor where you're like, Ugh. Okay, some that. of it's like hit you over the head, but you're like, uh, okay, that's kind of funny. And some of it's just like, hey, this is expected, but it's still funny. And then 15% is like, this absurd comedy that you don't know where it came from, but it's making you laugh. It's David S. Pumpkins. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's interesting that these people who really, aside from the director, have no business making animation, come up with a pretty decent animated film for what they're working with. But you can see some of those kind of live action instincts. And I want to go back to Monster House because... Dick, tell us about the writing crew of Monster House. So that's uh, Rob Schraub, who I don't super... <laughs> You're not making up a name right now? No, it sounds okay. like I am. I feel like he was on The Daily Show for a while. I, I have, I cannot confirm that, but okay. I, f- I feel like I know his name for a reason, and that sounds like why. Um, but R- Rob Schraub's done like some writing. Uh, Dan Harmon... Um, mm. who's done a lot of writing. Um, Most famously, dish, probably Community. Community. Show. Yeah. Yeah, and Rick and Morty. Um, oh, yeah. He's, okay, so he does have some animation. Yeah, well, he has Not at this point, now. yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, oh, I don't know. He wrote on something else. Roseanne, maybe? Oh. I don't know. Okay. Uh, anyway, Dan Dan Harmon, uh, great, great comedy writer. Rob Schraub, great comedy writer, uh, I assume. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, anyway, they did. They wrote it, and then it was rewritten by someone whose name I don't remember. Who who's like a little more, I think, experienced and traditional in their writing style. Would it be Pamela? It would Pettier? be Pamela Pettier. Petler. Sorry, Petler. I cannot read the letters. Um, but anyway, it's it's interesting because again, Dan Harmon is is a like I think of him as a live action guy, as mm-hmm. like a TV guy. Um, so, so Monster House is different than that. It is, and yet it's not what I expect an animated film to be. Yeah. Like, not only does it have this horror streak, but 
similar in a in a different fork, but similarly to Hotel Transylvania, a lot of the jokes are just unexpected mm-hmm. and and make me laugh, not necessarily in spite of them because they are funny, but it's just like it's a double layer of like that was funny and I did not expect that kind of funny yeah. in an animated movie. So it's it's like extra rich. Yeah. In terms of that. Yeah, it's and it's a it's an interesting movie because and I think I've said this uh, uh, before. It's hard to remember because we've had many conversations about these. Um, I feel like it's uh, though it is animated and though it is about a monster house, it is a little bit more grounded in reality for much of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like a movie. It feels like it feels like a. Like a Goonies is, I think, something mm-hmm. that gets compared to or um, a Stranger Thing or something like mm-hmm. that, right? Where it's like a movie about kids having an adventure. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of follows those rules. It's got like a slow start. It's got, you know, babysitter-related nonsense. It's got, you know... Um, yeah, it's just kind of like based more in a reality than a... How do I want to put it? Hotel Transylvania is a comedy, mm-hmm. and there's no question about that. Mm-hmm. Monster House is a movie that has jokes. Mm. Is I guess how I would put it. Yeah, like it's it's funny. I could I would describe it maybe as a comedy, but it's not like a dramedy. Comic. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not a comic world. Yeah, right? things don't exist just for comedy. Like mm-hmm. there's more to it than that, mm-hmm. and that's not a judgment. I love comedies. Uh, I'm just trying to clarify the difference between these two movies. But yeah, but especially like the, I mean, the Kate character in this movie is a boy named Chowder. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit chubby. What do you mean by Kate character? Uh, I mean he's the Ralph Wiggum of this enterprise, or the Mater. Uh, but also, but like smarter than those two characters. So that's a character that you like. That's a character that Not I a like. a character that you... Oh, that is like me. No. Yeah. It's, no. That's what I was Thank asking. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah. You have a predilection towards the slow-witted. The doopy, the doopy, but like good-hearted yeah. kids. I guess Mater's not a kid, but he's kind of a he's kid. Kind of um, but like Chowder has some lines, and of course I'm blanking out on all of them now. Maybe you can help me because yeah, you've seen the movie more times. His name is times. Chowder, so that helps. Yeah, his name is Chowder, but it'll have some lines like his dad runs a pharmacy, and I feel like they think of like like okay, we'll take some medicine from the pharmacy, and he's like, we well, can't take everything. Like you can't. I don't know what the like, line I don't is. Don't want to get in trouble for stealing drugs. Yeah, or something. I don't know. <laughs> he's got good lines though, and he's got he really good does. good line reads. He's a, he's funny and these are these are kids who are playing the kids yeah um one of them is, is on helpful. the goldbergs the other two i don't i think it's chowder i was looking up what chowder on the did Goldberg. yeah nice Good for um chowder. yeah but so i i like this kind of idea of it's bending genres mm-hmm. are there so horror elements in this movie mm-hmm. i kind of hinted at some but dick as the resident horror movie expert Ooh. of this podcast yes. and also of many people I know, not just the two of Aww, us. Um, what elements do you see here that are like, I mean, if we're going to call these movies spooky, mm-hmm. even as a joke, like what are the horror elements? What are the scary? I well, guess scary and horror are different probably. I mean, the stuff, the stuff that I see that I'm like, okay, this is a horror movie is that the, the main, 
the main thrust of the movie is uh, exploring slash trying to defeat a paranormal thing. Mm. Like this is a movie about uh, the monster house. Like it's about the kids. The monster house is a featured element. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like your your Friday the Thirteenth, so you've got your Freddy, you've got your Jason in the uh, other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street. I was going to say, even I know <laughs> Freddy's in a different movie. Look, I am tired. But it's not Jason in the first movie. Yeah, I learned that in Scream. Actually, in Friday the 13th Part 5, <laughs> you see Freddy's hand come up from the ground oh, do and you? pull Jason's mask down. It's to set up for Freddy versus Jason, which doesn't come out for like another 15 years or something. But yeah, you do. That's weird. It might be part six. I don't like that. It It's a really cool surprise when you don't know it's coming. Yeah, I guess so. Are they the same studio? No. No. Yeah. So it's, it's like, just... It's like if Superman appeared at the end of Avengers. It's like, wah! Yeah. But then huh. the, the result was terrible. Hmm. Yeah. Well, at least that moment was good. Yeah. Uh, so elements that I see is like it's it's it, it revolves very much around the house. It is... There's like a sense of foreboding. Like the kids are in genuine danger the whole time. Like the house is going to eat them and kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, except I, I guess it doesn't eat and kill anyone else. So I don't know. Well, it uh, kind of does. Well, where does the boyfriend go? He comes back at the end. Yeah. They come back at the end. Yeah. But they are, for all intents and purposes, yeah. when they are swallowed by the house, they are They're left eaten. for dead. But you we don't do know. See, we do see like a grinder. That doesn't seem to actually yeah. find anyone. Um, and yeah, like I, uh, there's, you know, I don't know. There's there's just that like element of everything is a little off. Mm-hmm. Things could go wrong at any moment. Mm-hmm. The kid, uh, our hero, like doubts his own sanity because he like sees the house and he doesn't see the house. Other yeah. people don't believe him. It like only acts up for kids, at mm. least to a certain point. Then for it a just bit. gets really angry yeah. and maybe can't control when it's seen. It's kind of unclear. I don't I know. Think it's cuz the old man's not there. Yeah. No. So we we said this in the summary, but yeah. this is a horror movie but not. Like it has horror elements, but I think it, you you know, you've said in our conversations Dick that this is a movie that does know what it is, yeah. even if it's hard to put into a genre box. Yeah. And I think a key element of that is what the house really is. Yeah. And this is, uh, we've, we've talked before about pairing this with another movie. Mm. Uh, and that movie's Up. And we still may do that at some point. Because season I, two. Yeah. I guess I, we are in season two. Yeah. So we'll season to, three. Season three. <laughs> uh, but that could be like a really interesting conversation. The, the house is the is like possessed by the old man's wife who used to be he met her as a circus performer she was, she was a, a, a circus fat lady a circus yeah. giantess mm-hmm. uh he took her away from the circus she like he started they started a life together he was building her a house mm-hmm. and like she was like flipping out at kids on her lawn because yeah it, you're you you have a little like 
an up like segment. Yeah, it's, it's much shorter. It's a much shorter flashback than I remembered from my initial view. Yeah, but you get like a three minute flashback when he comes back when they thought they killed him, but he yeah. comes back for like the last act of the movie. Yeah, and uh, you, he tells the story of of their courtship and everything, and you can like what what you are shown is that she is so affected by the trauma of being a sideshow performer mm-hmm. and people yelling and jeering at her and constantly making fun of her that like when you know some just dumb boys from the neighborhood come and start like egging the house she just goes on like a rampage yeah. like like starts throwing things at them that's actually how at least it's portrayed in this montage yeah. that she falls to her death she falls into like she falls into a pit that is like the basement and then cement gets like poured on top of her. Right. Um, so she so, is like mummified in this basement yeah. and then becomes the house. She becomes the house, which is, is, is cool because the kids think the old man is the house. Right. Because when the old man dies, the house kind of loses control. Mm-hmm. Or when the old man quote dies. Yeah. Um, but it turns out that's not the case. It's like a good MacGuffin. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because it's set up early on every time the man tries to get kids off of his lawn he literally says like get off my lawn but do you want to be killed is what he says over Mm -hmm. and over and you're meant to believe in the beginning that he's kind of delivering maybe an empty threat that like he's going to kill them but like he's saying to them do you want to be killed by this ghost house i don't think so you need to leave so (laughs) he's warning them watching it a second time knowing knowing all that like one i'll say i was uh pretty affected by a couple of moments like when the old man has has the the heart attack and we see him being carted off to the hospital the the like grass in front of the house grabs his um uh mm, stretcher, stretcher that he's being reeled away on and uh like just doesn't want to let him go yeah and like i knew what the house was so that yeah. was really effective for me yeah but also the whole time i was worried that it was being too heavy-handed and was going to give away the ending to you. So I put it to you. Uh, how, how effective was that for you? And like, how long did it take you before you were like, oh, I kind of know what's going on? This podcast is very good at retroactive spoiler alerts. So here's your retroactive spoiler alert for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> I mean... We're bad at saying spoiler alert. I don't. I guess if you're listening to the episode, you can expect... Here's the thing. ...that there will be plot uh, points Monster revealed. Monster House is like a 15-year-old movie. Yeah, that's also you true. You don't get a spoiler alert for a 15-year-old <laughs> movie. We'll give them to you if we see something new. So I knew there was something... Spoiler alert... Uh, Snow White lives in the end. <laughs> um, so I knew there was, from the beginning, just like the sense of kind of disorientation that the whole film gives and mm. I think does really well. Um, I know that it can't be the first thing. Like, it can't be the old man who's yeah. dangerous, right? Like, he knows this house has special properties and he's trying to protect the kids from it. I get that. So you kind of knew off the bat, you're like... I know it's not him. It's not him. But I didn't know what it was because one of the things they say too is there's this rumor in the neighborhood that he killed the wife. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, I don't know if that's true, but it, anyway. Um, so yeah, I think between... And I can't remember exactly the sequence of events, but they... Um, 
they when they do go inside the house to try to like get to the bottom of things they also just get pulled in yeah despite their better efforts um they see on the staircase these pictures of him and his wife going through their courtship and it so that's your first indication that like this wife is a sideshow figure, yeah. um, but also every picture the wife gets bigger and bigger and mm-hmm. bigger. Um, and and also every picture they seem to be very much in love, right? Implying that he, he probably didn't kill, didn't her. kill her, right? Yeah. But she got bigger and bigger and bigger. So, and then in conjunction with that, I can't remember if it's right before or right after. They they kind of learn along with the audience that the house part is essentially an anatomical head. Yeah. Like the carpet that rolls out in front and grabs people is the tongue. Mm-hmm. And there's like a, an esophagus that opens up inside the floor of the first floor. Mm-hmm. And there's this swinging kind of like chandelier on top that when they like they knock it by accident, the house like spits up water. Yeah. And... I mean, this part, the anatomical term for it is the courage hangy ball, <laughs> as uh, delineated on the episode of Full House, where Joey takes Stephanie to the dentist and Stephanie is scared. Oh. So while the dentist, I don't know, takes a break, uh, Joey holds up that dentist mirror to Stephanie and says, see that in the back, that little thing? She's like, yeah, that's hangy ball. He, he goes, yeah, that's your courage hangy ball. It won't let you down. Uh, as long as you know that that's there, you have no problem being at the dentist. Wow. Anyway, Thanks. so they find her courage hangy ball. Uh, also known as? Uvula, uvula, uvula. Oh, it's a girl house. So, that was one of Chowder's lines. one of Chowder's lines. There we go. Um, so it's like an anatomical person house. It's kind of like a, a head. And between yeah. those two things, I'm like, ah, she's the house. Mm. I had not, like... It took me on a journey later to realize that it's more like her grief than yeah. like uh, like an Audrey 2 situation um, from Little Shop where it's just like, uh-oh, this wife is not who he thought it was. Yeah. Like she's feeding off of it and using him. But it's more it's he, more about grief and trauma. He does call the house her mm-hmm. uh, earlier in the film. Mm-hmm. Which like guys call boats and guitars and cars yeah. and stuff her. So. And there's like a rumor that he was seen like kissing and whispering to the house. But there's yeah. a lot of rumors. So it's there's easy to. There's a lot of rumors. So. It's easy to just be like, ah, dumb kids. They yeah. say a bunch of things. Uh, yeah. Uh, one one thing um, that, that I guess I want to jump on is these movies, uh, we don't necessarily need to do crossovers because two of the actors in one movie appear in the other movie. That was a weird transition, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, both Steve Buscemi uh-huh. and Kevin James uh-huh. appear in, in both movies. What a decade for them. What a de- what a what star-spangled career. What a six-year period for them. Um, Steve Buscemi plays the old man, Mr. He does. Killinger, or whatever his name is. Plays it very well. And um, Kevin James is like a cop mm-hmm. uh, who's like, again, like good old fashioned horror movie, a kind of incompetent cop that mm-hmm. doesn't believe kids talking about ghosts in monster houses, because mm-hmm. why would you? Uh, Nick Cannon is his sidekick. And everyone, remember Nick Cannon? I forgot about him. Not really. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, uh, Kevin James, who I normally don't care for. Who I thought was fine in this. 
And I don't think of Kevin James as a character act, like a voice actor either. Right. Like Kevin James's whole thing is like he looks schlubby, and that is used for comedic effect yeah. in every project he's been in, live action wise. Yeah. Um. So um, yeah, he did a good job. And I, Steve Buscemi. Oh my God, so good. He, Steve Buscemi is a great actor. Like I've seen him. He's great. We should I, call him. <laughs> I feel like I've seen him in comedies where i've just been like uh uh but this was this was great all the way through and you really needed a good actor to bring together a kind of heartbreak at the end and steve buscemi delivered would you say he delivers the same kind of performance as wayne the werewolf no oh i would not so I would say uh, uh, <laughs> through no fault of Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, when he does Adam Sandler movies, I think is generally like, "Hey Steve, you want to come phone in a thing? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Are you gonna pay me? Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Wayne the Werewolf in Hotel Transylvania is pretty unmemorable. It's like a throwaway character. Yeah. It's a a shameful use of Steve Buscemi. Kevin, Tremendous waste. Kevin James though was he's Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, yeah. Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Frankenstein. Frank. Yeah. Um, great. Yeah. Like honestly, actually, that character was more fun. I don't care for Kevin James in general. I thought he was really good. Apparently, we need him to be a voice actor more often. There's there's a a really funny bit in in Hotel Transylvania. Where Dracula uh, dresses up the kid, the human kid, as a monster and presents him. And (laughs) he's dressed kind of like Frankenstein. And he's like, (laughs) he's like, oh, yeah, uh, Frankenstein, he's he's your cousin. He's like, I don't have a cousin. He's like, "Uh, it's your right hand's second cousin twice removed. Like, oh. Okay. Well, and then he holds up his arm, yeah. looks at his right hand, and says, "You have a cousin." <laughs> um, like that's funny. There's some really good bits. Yeah. So, so to, like I, I hear you talking about like this like pathos and complexity of Monster House of like it's trying to be, you know, many different things. What What would you say is like the the motivation of Hotel Transylvania. I don't. What know. is? I think paychecks. <laughs> I think paychecks. <laughs> I don't know this this movie. Like I feel like so Monster House is all about uh, connection to a house uh, because a loved one died there, mm-hmm. basically. Like and or because because of a former loved one. It, yeah, it's it's similar to Up in that connection. And. I see, and maybe I'm maybe I'm just trying to get more, squeeze more out of it. But like, I also see, even though it is established that the damage the house does is real, like yeah. it is physically moving and chomping. I also see it as, and I and yeah, I also see it as a metaphor for that old man's grief and yeah. how it becomes more monstrous and less. He's less able to control it the more he just lets it fester. Yeah, he's and, letting this person who's who's passed live on in his head. Yeah, and how they have to destroy it. He has he was a dynamite expert or had dynamite. Yeah, he was like a, a explosives expert in the war. Yeah. Um and so he has to I mean it ends up being the kids cuz he kind of gets injured or something, but like he has to be the one to give the go ahead that's like, yeah, blow her up. Like she's going to do more damage let, this way. Let her go. 
literally and spiritually. Yeah. So Hotel Transylvania, there there is a familial connection. There is a let her go. Uh, Dracula's wife mm-hmm. um, was... Played by, uh, I assume, Mrs. Adam Sandler. It's a female with the last name Sandler. Cool. So that's cute. That's um, all. <laughs> great. That was worth mentioning. Fun fact. <laughs> um, so she uh, is killed uh, by humans, like torch wielding. She's like an angry mob, mob with a torch, mm-hmm. with, with torches and pitchforks, burned down the house. And for some reason, it kills Dracula's wife. She can't like fly out of it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, esca- it's unclear. It's fine. Um, but so for him, the hotel is a place that is very far away from humans. It's in the middle of like a spooky forest, mm-hmm. in the middle of a spooky swamp, in the middle of a spooky, right. Mm-hmm. And it is a place where humans can't go and where everyone will be safe. Specifically, his daughter will be safe, mm-hmm. who, uh, again, like is 118 and has never left the hotel because yeah. he doesn't. Like it's it's a little uh it's a little Nemo y, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's a little overprotective dad, yeah. doesn't want to let his kid Yeah, I think we said that at some point yeah. during this movie too, that it's and like uh it's yeah, so there's that's the connection between dad and the house mm-hmm. in this one. And and it's there, but then there's a lot of other lessons and a lot of other things like Monster House, I think we can say is it's a horror movie, but the ba- basic message is you need to let go. Yeah, I think I think that's the strongest. Yeah. I don't think it's as developed as well as they wanted it to be. No, and but... I don't. I I don't want to give the wrong impression that this movie is like a ten out of ten or anything. It's it's very good. I think it's got a really strong, at least like for what you're talking about, that's like a really strong theme in the last act. Yeah, I kind of yeah. wish it was in the first two acts. Yeah. Um, but the, like, Hotel Transylvania has the theme of being afraid to, like, it has that Finding Nemo theme Mm -hmm. of, like, being afraid to let your children experience life. Mm -hmm. And then it has the theme of, like, learning to trust others even though they've hurt you before. Yeah, with, like... Slash anti-racism? Yeah, there's some prejudice. Like, with the human. And then there's, like, you have to find, you have to... Uh, embrace love when you find it because you only get one chance right there's a couple things and none of those are bad things especially for the context i think you could make a hotel transylvania with the same characters and do any one of those three really well but all three of them was too much yeah and i feel like there's still like more minor stuff that we're not yeah but there's 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 just too much Mm -hmm. uh so it's instead of it working, everything's a little bit watered down. So nothing truly works. Yeah, I think watered I down it. is a good way to put it. Because it's not in, like we've seen some movies that are trying to do so many things that you're just like, excuse me, what is happening? Mm-hmm. That's a direct contradiction. Are yeah. you kidding me? And this just kind of felt like, oh, okay, now we're talking about this. What happened to, no? Okay. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so it's not necessarily as convoluted as it maybe should have been, but watered down, I think, is a good way to put it. Watered down, yeah. And it's, it, again, it's like, it's fine. The The message 
We Even don't, like don't, the first two. We don't that... literally say it and we don't literally mean it. <laughs> but the message should be clear. That's that's it. I think even the first two, like a combination of letting something go. Because I think you could argue that like. Uh, Le- letting go of his bias against humans. Well, right. Letting go of his. Just like Marlon and like the ocean, right, yeah. is humans. Nemo is Mavis. Like yeah. you can do both. But yeah, the thing about the zing, because they, well, what they tried to do, and the I think. The zing is introduced. Like, to, to be clear, zing is what they call falling in love in this movie. Or like true love, yeah. For some reason. Yeah. And uh, do you want to explain how we find out about zing? Well, so so let me backtrack a little bit okay. in that I appreciate that <laughs> they don't just decide, well, these are the two young characters in the movie. They are opposite sex um, we're making them the love interests. They don't just do that. And I feel like a lot of animated movies would just go there. Yeah. Like, boy meets girl, done. They do have several scenes of, like, developing a friendship, developing a, oh, you feel that way too? I feel that way all the time. Yeah. Which is really nice. Like, I feel like they are a better well-developed couple than, like, Ariel and Eric. Or really Belle and the Beast, but we can say that. But, um... So surprisingly so, and yet it's like the third wheel of plot devices, right? Yeah. So the zing is like, it's in her mom's diary or like a birthday her card mom, to her. her. Yeah, her mom leaves her a birthday card to be open on her 118th birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of like a, you know, like a posthumous. Yeah. It's, 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 it's very sweet. It's very sweet. And then the card is like a poem about how she met. It's like a like a flip book or storybook of like how she and her dad met. Yeah. And, and then they, like the moral of the story is you only get the zing once in your life so you should go for it. I'm like is this really what you're like what you want to leave to your 18th 18 year old daughter that like you'll find a husband one day sweetie like uh, you, well that and 117 years later that like and the first person that you are interested in is the person you are in love with forever i would say that mama dracula probably doesn't mean that by zing the first zing might be different than the per- first person that you're attracted to. I think I, would, I think you know when it's a zing. I would describe a zing <laughs> as uh, as less important than uh, mutual uh, morality and understanding. But they uh, have both. They, kind of. So yeah, the zing is ex- extraneous. It message. is not necessary. Yeah. yeah. And like I don't, these kids don't need the message that the first person they fall in love with is going to be the only no. person they fall. In love. That's a terrible message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have just stuck with the other stuff. Would yeah. be stronger. So you know, oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of there's just a lot of stuff that doesn't yeah really work. Like Dracula. Like, there's just inconsistencies that bother me. Uh-huh. Um, if you've listened to our Cars episode, you'll know <laughs> that uh, uh, inconsistencies within the world are extremely bothersome to me. Yes, they are. And one of them is in this movie where Dracula, like, can't go in the light because it will kill him. Yeah. So everyone... So there's a scene where everyone... Whole, like, all these people dressed as Draculas... Hold their capes At up. At like kind of like a Comic Con for monsters. Yeah. 
hold their capes up so he can run under them. Yeah. So he does not. So he get- gets to the airplane that his daughter's human boyfriend is taking off on to travel the world and never come back. Yeah. So he runs through all this shade and then flies into the sun onto well, the airplane. And he's like it, smoking the whole time. Yeah. But- Isn't it because, so he thinks he's going to catch him at the airport, right? Yeah. And then the plane has already taken off. So he's yeah. like, well, I have no other choice. I got to fly. So my understanding is that he would have been more badly burnt and injured had he not been protected up to that point. I that guess. there's like a ticking time bomb but he element. Wasn't, he wasn't running that far. He ran into the woods. Yeah. He would have been fine. Well, he was very sunburned after speaking to the man on the yeah, plane. He was like so slightly he might hurt. be a little bit more sunburned. It was really unclear. <laughs> there was a there was a there were there were fun moments there. I really yeah. loved when he uh, took over the pilot's mind with his vampire stare. Yes. Uh, and then the pilot made an announcement. On behalf of Dracula. On behalf of Dracula. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It's a great bit. It, they could have just made it cloudy and I would have been fine. Yeah. Or like the clouds come at the right. Yeah. I just. I think, I think you're meant to understand that he's willing to sacrifice his own well-being for this really important moment in his daughter's life. I'm willing to get sunburned for a very important moment. Well, and previously he went to great lengths to keep her from having anything to do with the yep. human world. So now this is a complete 180 and this is Oh, I understand the meaning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just don't know why Dracula You're just not here for the Well, there's Dracula I mean, there's a physics. whole scene earlier in the movie where um Mavis and the human are like on the rooftop of the the hotel and like they, they're watching the sunrise mm. and she has to like keep backing up so that the sun does not touch her. Yeah. But it turns out it wouldn't have really done anything. Well, but except for it, like her eyes can still see the sun. She's yeah. not seeing the sun. Like, so her irises are unaffected. And that didn't quite make as much she's sense. Like, she's like wearing quite a bit of clothing. Yeah. Like, she's got leggings on. She's got shoes on. Like what is. Anyway. It's fine. I understood the intention in every scene. Which is more than I can say for like a shark tale. Oh so yeah, so I'm I'm much willing to forgive some. Yeah, this is science. This is better than many movies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kate, do we have do we have anything else we wanna we wanna tackle on these two movies? You know what I would like to tackle? Tell me the final cut. The final cut. The da 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 cut. Uh, spooky. Is that spooky. Ooh, Ooh final, the final cut. cut. All right, cool. The final cut is uh, where we uh, do some like kind of quick hits and uh, pew, pew, pew. quick Q and A's about these movies, kind of. Not really Q and A's. Yeah, this was a terrible setup. Segment Kate, number one in the final segment cut. Segment number one of the final cut. Scene shout out. Ooh, Kate, do you want to? Did I burp during that? I, that you might have. That was neat. Cool. Do you want to start by shouting out a scene from? I will. I will shout out a scene from. Hotel Transylvania, because we have been most recently talking about that. Mm -hmm. It is a scene that is inconsequential in the movie. They go, it's somewhere where the human is a monster and like not being found out. And they're playing bingo in one of the hotel's many rooms. Okay, so when you say they, the the human Mm -hmm. and maybe like Dracula and Mavis, there's just a bunch of monsters playing bingo. Right, they're playing bingo. And this is because Dracula 
is trying to throw a party for his daughter and he's like ah here's here's like a good party fun bingo bingo well it's like every room is a different he's recreational really activity he yeah. is anyway so they're in this big bingo room you see the uh some some old lady monster uh roll one of those old fashioned bingo cage things mm-hmm. she pulls what looks like a ball out the ball is really this like tiny skull <laughs> And she holds it up to her ear and the skull just whispers, like the mouth moves, G27. And then she puts it away and she says, G27. Yeah. Picks up the next skull. B10. But it's like this loud stage whisper. And it's like, I didn't know what spooky joke to... It's almost as loud as she is. It is. Like, honestly. I didn't know what spooky joke to expect. I'm like, oh, they're going to make Bingo slightly spookier. But I was not expecting that. No. I like I that was really doubled funny. over laughing. Yeah. I could not handle it. Did just, we rewind? I think we did. I think we did. Yeah, at least once. Yeah, just G twenty seven. Like the mouth is so close to the ear too yeah. that that loud whisper is funny. Like ugh, it's so good. We'll have to find a clip of it because like yeah. explaining it doesn't do it justice. But that was. It, there were many good scenes in this movie. But that was the one I just want to watch forever and ever. Mm-hmm. What about you, Dick? Hotel Transylvania. So I'm going to... Oh, boy. I, I don't have a scene specifically to shout out. Uh, and I... Because every scene I think of that has an example of what I want to talk about mm-hmm. gets really bad afterwards. <laughs> well, you could just stop. So... Or, or just like doesn't work in the first place. Here's what I love. Any instance of... These universal monsters being lame dads. <laughs> so okay. like like Dracula being like, hey, let's play bingo is great. Or um, there's a point. I, I think the joke doesn't work because the way it's set up doesn't work. <laughs> and the punchline doesn't work. But there's a point. But other where, than that. There's a point where like Frankenstein and Wolfman and someone else are like in a band and they get up there and they just play like kind of like this 50s doo-wop. And it's just very funny to me that well, Frankenstein is like a lame dad. No, but it was it's also in juxtaposition to they had been commissioning this zombie. Is, this is what I wasn't going oh. to talk about. Oh, okay. Because I hate that joke. No, but it's part of the joke, I feel. It's not funny. No, no well, I won't even say the part that I laughed at no, that go, you thought was stupid. Go for it. Go for They've it. been commissioning uh, zombie Bach, zombie Mozart, zombie Beethoven. Yeah. And uh, you see him, it's gags. And then either Dracula or the human was like, no, that's not cool enough for my daughter. And they're yeah. like, oh, we'll show you cool. And then it's like. And then they're lame. Like, it's like it's the like, stuff that Marty's McDad, Marty McDad's. <laughs> Marty McFly's dad. Yeah. Was playing before he started doing Chuck Berry. Yeah, like, it's, so they go from like. You know, these classical composers to like, no, we'll show you how it's really done. And then they're lame too. I, I enjoy that. Yeah, that was funny. The Then it continues and does kind of the same joke again. Well, then like, yeah, but like Andy Samberg comes it's up like and does Andy rock. Samberg. Yeah. I don't know. But that like. Yeah, love, no, that's a funny joke. Um, And like Wolf Wolfman does it a couple. There's a couple of times where Wolfman does it and it works. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, the Frankenstein's uh, yeah. just like, 
general lame schlubbiness is hilarious to me. It's possible that like Werewolf was some other actor and they like who dropped out at the last minute. They're like, uh, Buscemi, can you come do this? Because I feel like if I were writing for Steve Buscemi, I'd put a little bit more effort into my writing for Kevin James, Have right? Have you seen any Adam Sandler movie? Okay, that's fair. Have you seen Little Nicky? No. No? Oh, no, I don't need to. Yeah. I've seen, Have you seen Big I, Daddy yeah? and Punch Drunk Love. Okay. Uh, Steve Buscemi plays terrible, stupid roles. Uh-huh. And I think he enjoys it, but <laughs> he is the most wasted actor okay. uh, in those movies. It's impressive. Well, congratulations, Monster House. Yeah. We're finally using him the right way. Not really. He's Oh, sorry, Monster House. Monster yes. House. Not, oh. Well, yeah, but also, congratulations. Easy to get the names confused. Congratulations, Fargo and yeah. the Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Quentin Tarantino. Countless other movies that yeah. get him the right way. Quentin Tarantino. Right? Isn't he in uh, Reservoir Dogs? Oh, yeah. And other Quentin Tarantino. Right, Maybe fair. just that one. Fair. I don't know. Speaking look, of Monster House. Look, we do animated movies here. Uh. Dick, you got a scene shout out for my, I guess you just went. I can go for yeah, Monster House. I, I, can, I can go for Monster House. Okay, go. Yeah, so Monster House, um, my scene shout out is, um, there's a point where like the kid is, our, our hero is already like suspicious of this old man um, at, at the beginning of the movie. And then after the old man dies, they like, he and Chowder, the only character whose name I remember is Chowder. It's interesting that like the main male protagonists of these both movies, we've never said the names of. Dracula and Chowder. Well, Dracula and Chowder. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> the main human protagonist. So our like, our like hero is um, like after the old man dies, he's like extra suspicious. And he gets a little rear window where like uh, mm. he and Chowder and girl Chowder. And Hermione. Hermione. Uh-huh. Uh, start taking shifts of like, oh, no, 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 no. She's not in yet. She's no. not in yet. So he and Chowder are like taking shifts and watching this house uh, and like waking up every hour to log whether there's activity or not. And mm-hmm. it becomes clear that they've been peeing in bottles. <laughs> and like one that's hilarious. Um, but it also reminds me of like the kids in uh, like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Like like slamming coffee to stay awake because if they fall asleep they'll die Mm. like it's kind of like that it's 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 kind of like that that horror thing where it's like we have to keep an eye on this house because if we don't keep an eye on this house it's going to kill us yeah and i just i think it's really effective and and it still manages to be funny Mm -hmm. um similarly i like when they make the decoy my Mm -hmm. so my sea shadow is going to be that so they make this decoy to go in the house because what they've seen, what they've observed is that when someone gets too close to the door because they might be lured by like something they lost in the house, um, the carpet comes out, it like sucks up the person and then you never see them again. Yeah, if you get too close to the house, it will eat you. So they're like, we're going to trick the house. We're going to get a vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're g- just just the plan in general as they're putting it together. Like It's a very kid plan. It's a very kid plan, but it's actually very, like, yeah. it almost works. They um, fill it with, like, they, they fill, like, a dummy with NyQuil and glue it to a vacuum cleaner, basically. Yes, so that the when the house eats it, the house will 
OD on NyQuil, go to sleep long enough so that they can find the heart and kill it. So good. And it's just like so many, like Chowder's dad works at a pharmacy, Mm -hmm. so that's where the NyQuil comes in. And they have like, they hide in like trash cans to like, there's just so many neat details and practical elements that you really feel like it's something along the lines of the Goonies or like something from that era where it's like there was no CGI you had to like be creative with it and so you make your characters creative with it and I feel like that's what this movie does well is that the house is the only thing that kind of needs to be animated yeah everything else is very like you said realistic um, I mean, down to the faces, right? I it it was motion capture, yeah, less creepy than because um, they used than Polar Express. Yeah. they used mocap, but they made them look like cartoons instead of just like Tom. It <laughs> would like shiny. Um, yeah, I think this didn't always help. Um, there were some times where I was missing expressions from their faces, yep. but at the same time. I noticed expressions on their faces that I've never seen on an animated character before. And it's because, like, they're so subtle that you see them on a human's face, but it yeah. doesn't translate to it. like a to really a... subtle movement yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. As um, I said the word subtle movement, I craned my neck back and forth. You kind of did a zigzag with your neck. To what a non-subtle movement would look like. It was neat, listener. Yeah. Um, so I just, I really like the, uh, with the resourcefulness in that scene and just like, yeah, this is going to work. Like, yeah, it's like, very, it's very you know, kid play. Uh, monster house that we've never dealt with before. We're just going to fill it with NyQuil. Like, that's going to be that's the thing that works. That's a good plan, though. But, like, what? You don't yeah. know even what you're dealing with. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was very cute. Yeah. Nice. Uh, cool. Do you have uh, a MVP? Uh, oh, we were talking about an MVP. Remember, we talk about. One MVP for both movies. We do. One person who is valuable throughout. Mm. Your most valuable player, your most valuable primate, your most valuable pig. No pigs here. Mm. Um, I, uh, I don't have a prepared answer for this. I guess I'll just say Chowder by mm. default. Um it's your but, kind of character. Yeah, but he also embodies it, the best parts of what I liked about both of these movies. Is that kind of that off humor that you're not expecting and it just hits you in the right place in the gut and you don't exactly know why, but it's, yeah, kind of yeah. that unexpected, but with heart. Hmm. Boom. Hmm. Dick, hmm. are you ready to award an MVP? Yeah, I've MVP? got one. Uh, my MVP is that dude whose name I don't remember, who pitched a seven movie series <laughs> to Sony. Todd Durham, ladies and gentlemen, Todd, Todd, Todd Durham. Durham. That sounds ridiculous, but he has three of his movies made now. He does. Uh, there's a fourth one coming out. There's gotta there's be a, a ride in like Abu Dhabi or something. There's a TV series and video games. Yeah. There, He's like halfway done. Yeah. Yeah. And like. Uh, there's not a hotel, but no. we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I applaud that kind of tenacity just and big crazy thinking. Um Just to be clear, uh, I would have given it to Steve Buscemi if it was just Monster House, but Hotel Transylvania happened. So yeah. Steve lost some points and Todd Grisham. Durham. Uh, Won some points. Yes. Okay. That's correct. 
Uh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. What audacity! I know. And then it then it worked out for him. I know. And we use GarageBand. Not audacity. But I use audacity. That's fair. Kate, because it's free, and I don't have to do many things with it. Speaking of free things, you don't have to do much with. Uh, <laughs> what would you cross over between <laughs> these two movies? <laughs> if you're going to cross over to oh, characters, boy. to creatives, to themes, what would you cross over? I am going to have Monster House visit Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> Damn it. She would be a great guest. Damn it. She would love it there. That's no so one would good. throw things at her. She's yeah. very far away from humans. You know that she can move on her own, so, yeah. so she'd be fine. Nice. Um, and I feel like she'd be treated with the respect she deserves at oh. long last. I kind of want to see her like meet up with Howl's Moving Castle, but that's not that's not oh. the there. Yeah, like they might they could go on walks. You're like together. ah, you're a you're, you're an edifice that yeah. moves. <laughs> you're a walking house. Cool. Me too. Let's uh, you do hang out? No. Oh. <laughs> um. No, that's a good one, Kate. I, Thanks. I would like to see the monster. <laughs> just a house show. It should up have a great door. time. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Okay. Um. In that case, uh, man, mine's going to be kind of similar. I want to see Chowder go to the Hotel Transylvania. Oh, man. I want to see Chowder go everywhere, he though. Could, he, he would dress as a monster, and he'd be great. <laughs> That's all. Um, I also, I was thinking, like, just Steve Buscemi's characters and Kevin James's characters in, like, a little animated short. Oh. Um, I don't know. I think the old man fits in least of those four, but yeah. uh, I don't and know. Kevin James's cop character and Kevin James's Frankenstein character. That actually could be fun. I could see like Frankenstein getting pulled over and just yeah. dealing with it. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Just no, but that's not good as either of ours. Yeah. The first, first, uh, yeah. first idea is the best one. That's true. Yeah, so your Dick. first is always your best. Zing. That, that was my zing. Once your crossover, crossover idea zing. zings in yeah. a podcast episode. That's right. What were you going to say, Kate? Sorry. I was going to say, Dick, that if you were to get to the last segment of Final Cut. <laughs> Are you saying it's the final, final cut cut? It's the final, final cut cut. Oh, my God. Here it comes. So this is the segment where we take each of these movies yeah. and determine whether we, as individuals, would re-release the movie... Mm-hmm. As is, whether we would release a special edition, which is either altering something in the movie or altering the medium in which the movie or and its story is presented, yeah. or just toss it in the vault along with Song of the South, like Disney Plus is continuing to uphold. Yeah. They released that the thread of all the movies that will be on Disney Plus. Yeah. And it's like this, like, you know, a thousand, not a thousand, but like several hundred movies long. It's all their Disney Channel movies and all the stuff. There's some stuff missing. It's like 1945, uh, the Los Caballeros, 1947, da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> someone, I think it was Jenny Nicholson, um, probably one of many, is like, oh, conspicuously missing is their 1946 outing. Song of the South. Yes. I wonder if that's an oversight. Well, it must be an accident. It is. Absolutely not. Um, yeah. Speaking of Disney Plus, <laughs> by the way, and we'll get we'll get back to our final final cut cut here. Uh, we have gotten from three separate people now. None of whom listen to this podcast. <laughs> they just know who we are as humans. Yeah. So from three separate people that we just know 
as people, uh, <laughs> we've gotten a link to a contest where you have to like watch 30 Disney movies in 30 days with well, Disney Plus. Yeah, on Disney Plus. It can be episodes. It can be anything on Disney Plus. It seems like we need to have a... They ask for all of your social media, so it seems like we need to be like Instagram famous or something. To yeah, really make it and happen. like for a podcast with a couple dozen Facebook uh, fans yeah. and like five Twitter followers. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. And then you have to like make a video submission and it's like a whole thing. I don't know. I've seen Disney fan videos. Like Ugh. they get intense. They have like graphics and everything. I'm annoyed by it already. We could, it would just be so much work, and we're just gonna like I don't know. We don't get we don't need to get paid a thousand dollars to continue watching Disney movies. Also, like a thousand dollars for watching thirty movies. That's not. That's not. It's not a lot per movie. Not a lot per movie. And you have to do that video submission. And I think they'd probably just like lazy. use our likeness for other things. It just seems yeah. like not enough money. I mean, if you're what willing to make a video submission for us. Or if you're willing to pay us $1,000. And, you know, sell us some Twitter followers for free or something. Yeah. Uh, so get okay. in contact. But okay, getting back anyway. to it, though. Your final, final cut cut. We're going to go start with Monster House. Mm-hmm. Do you release it? Re-release it as is. Special edition it or throw it in the vault and never release it again. This is closest to a re-release for Mm. me. Um, I would be interested in going through it and depositing some more of that like grief and trauma thematic material in throughout. Um, I think if we were talking about Up right now, Up does that more evenly. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you get more of a to your gut at the yeah. end whereas this was like oh neat she's the house you have to let her go but I just learned this five minutes ago and now you're throwing dynamite at her like yeah. I, I needed a little bit more of a build up yeah. but otherwise like it's entertaining it is spooky scary but funny one and <laughs> and I enjoyed it great and I think more people should know about it what Excellent. about you Dick I re-release this. Uh, I think it's really cool that it is a movie not done by Disney or Pixar or DreamWorks Mm. that is effective. I think it's probably underappreciated. Underknown. Or underknown, like underseen. Uh, And I think more people should should just see this movie. I think it's solid. Like, are there problems? Yeah. Is the animation, like, a little bit? uh, Like, sometimes, yeah. But generally... I'm okay with this movie. Let's just let's just re-release it. Mm. Yeah. All right. Okay. What about uh, the oh, Hotel Transylvania? Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. I. I don't. I feel like I've said this before about another movie. Like, it's not offensive enough to me, and not even offensive. Like, I don't care about it, nor am I bothered by it enough mm-hmm. to want to do anything to it. I'm not sure it's a re-release, but like. I honestly do think that it probably is a ride. I think we've maybe even seen like a Dubai, like a tra- like a thumbnail I, for a Dubai one or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is a uh, Dubai or maybe like China Hotel Transylvania ride. Yeah, we'll we'll link it. If I there think is one. I think the characters and the the 15 percent humor is funny enough that like you can make a ride out of this, and it doesn't have to super have a plot. Yeah, it could just be jokes. Um. And I think that could be fun. Um, I'm not sure that it would necessarily be better than a movie, but if I were to do something with this property, 
it would be something that just uses good jokes. Yeah. Because they're not quite close enough on the other scales. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Dick? So, uh, uh, surprise. I have Dads. Got, <laughs> I have gotten hold of the uh, Bible of Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> I have looked through it, and I have worked up the perfect creation. Uh, that, that first part's a lie. I have not gotten a hold of that Bible. Not yet. But here's what we do. You've heard about this new Star Wars hotel where you like go on Aww. a cruise in a super immersive. <laughs> hotel Transylvania, <laughs> the immersive hotel experience where you, as a guest, are Dracula's daughter. Man, woman, child, doesn't matter. You're Dracula's daughter and you have to live the movie. And uh, you are, uh, it's fully immersive. Uh, so there's even like a ride where you like fly around and see people and stuff. Nice. And also you are penalized for getting lines wrong. So oh. yeah, it's it's this kind of immersive experience. So if you get a line wrong, you, you do get penalized and you have to pay more. And also you have to go sit in a corner and do timeouts and start the entire experience again until you get it right. Can I build off this idea? Yes. You are, um, you are the human, and you have to pretend you're a monster the whole time. That's way better. And if anyone finds out you're not a monster, then you're penalized. Okay, and then you have to do it again. Then I don't know. The, I, I like or then the you idea. have to go to the I like whatever the, the Netflix knockoff of Hotel Transylvania property is. You have to go to Hotel Transylvania Minions Edition. <laughs> yeah. That could be fun. That actually could be fun. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. But I don't know. You get less. I've only seen Despicable Me. Points. So I don't hate uh, the minions because yeah. they're fun in that. Yeah. I, I'm sure if we see the rest of the stuff. Well, it's just like a thing. Like, Furbies were cool until they were way too creepy. Like, everyone wanted a Furby. I don't know. I was like nine. So everyone wanted a Furby. Yeah. My sister wanted a Furby. Yeah. She got one. But then, like, even like three years later, all of us. Like, who wanted Furbies want were like, Furbies? oh, this is yeah. possessed. Like, this is, yeah, cursed. So, uh, cool. Hey. Okay. Good, good episode. Yeah. Um, Very I do, spooky. Do, whoa. Ooh. Oh, no, it's a ghost. Um, the haunted episode. Uh, I, I do want to say uh, thanks to, uh, we've had a couple of people write in recently. We do. With suggestions. We've got some really cool stuff coming your way. Some stuff that wasn't. Uh, totally on our radar that is now just like jumping to the front of the line, which is really neat. So maybe we could use that as anecdotal evidence to that Disney contest that like, maybe we have five Twitter followers, but like we have many recommendations from our fans of episodes to do. Okay. Maybe our fans could recommend. I wasn't wasn't looking for self-deprecation. What I was looking for was... Hey fans, <laughs> hey listeners. We know you're out there. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Write in. Um, we love getting suggestions, and we've had some really good ones recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our next episode is a suggestion episode, our, right? Yeah, several episodes in the next couple months. What was so. the What is the theme that ties the two? We're not going to say the movies, but we're the, gonna, we're going to give you a little hint. What's the theme that ties the two movies together? The Chosen Rider. The Chosen Rider. So it's probably something to do with Flynn Rider. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, If we can talk about Pascal again, I'm on board. I'm always on board. So, yeah, write in. uh, 
you know, if, if you just want to uh, tell us you love us, if you want to tell us you really like us, but if it's anything less than really like, then we don't want to hear from you. We don't need that. Um, but yeah, we love getting suggestions. Even if you're just like, hey, I have a movie and I don't necessarily know what it should pair with. Yeah. But like we, we had one suggestion uh, where the person wrote in like, here's the movie I want you to talk about. Here are some potential pairs, mm-hmm. but you guys figure that out. But yeah. talk about this movie. And yeah. I'm like, yes, please. Great. So now we've got like some pairs to look at. We've got some other movies we hadn't thought about. And we've got this great suggestion. Absolutely. So, so Dick, in order to send us suggestions yeah. or um, in order to send us video submissions for the Disney contest that they've <laughs> created for us, how can they reach us? So you can reach out to us at Cellmates Podcast on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, Cellmates Podcast on Facebook. That's correct. Uh, Cellmates Podcast at gmail.com or cellmatespodcast.com. Is there a way to communicate with us on cellmatespodcast.com? What? Like, is Are there you a... setting me up for something? No, no, no. I'm just thinking is. we always say this because you can listen on cellmatespodcast.com. Yeah. Is there a like submit an inquiry? Are, you, are you, you making a request for our website right now? No, I'm just, you said you can reach out to us on cellmatespodcast.com. Is that true? No. Okay. So it's just another place to visit us. That, I didn't know. I The teacher Tumblr account I have, I can put a tab in that says, ask Miss Phillips a question. Way to call me out. I'm not. I've just, Jeez. it just it's something occurred to me now. I'm sorry. Okay. Dick Dear, has done a great job with the website. You can on, just visit it. On, it's pretty. It's nice. You can reach out to us on Facebook at Cellmates Podcast, on Twitter at Cellmates Podcast, and at cellmatespodcast at gmail.com. And on YouTube, if you search Cellmates Ooh. Podcast, you can find our podcast and leave a comment. That's also true. Yeah. And... For a pretty website made by a web developer, yeah. you can visit cellmatespodcast.com. Clearly not a web designer. But it is functional and does the things it's supposed to do, which yeah. I can't make an internet site do that from That's scratch. Right. It's good. It's gonna get it's gonna get a refresh when I have some vacation time. <laughs> um cool. So uh we've got episodes coming up. Mm-hmm. Keep listening every two weeks. Yeah. Give us uh, whatever you listen on. If you can throw us a rating. Uh, yeah. We appreciate that. It makes us look cool. It'd be fantastic. Uh, well, Dick, I'm taking the skeleton key ooh. and I'm locking the doors. I'm, I'm exiting the, the Hotel Transylvania. Wait, are you shutting the door I'm or just exiting. locking it? Or did you open the door and well, then lock it? Well, you can lock, lock a door before you shut it. Some doors you can. But did you anyway, open it? Well, this is really I said unclear, I'm exiting. Kate. Anyway. Uh, goodbye to our spooky uh, buildings. Yeah, don't let the and we'll... bed bugs bite. Why are there bed bugs in Hotel Transylvania? That's not a scary thing. But there's bed bugs like throughout the movie. G27. We could do pumpkin warm-up like what, my what kindergartners a, do. What is a pumpkin warm-up? Well, it goes like this. Pumpkin, pumpkin, round and fat. Make it a jack-o'-lantern just like that. Carve two eyes, carve one nose, carve one mouth, and away it rolls. But Dick, if I have a pumpkin, 
How am I going to turn it into a jack-o'-lantern? What's my first step? Got it. Well, right. You got to take your very safe pumpkin knife and cut the top. So we do it. It sounds like that. Uh-huh. And then. How long is this warm-up? Well, you scoop out the guts. Uh-huh. And then you make a sounds into it. See if it will echo you back. Like, woo, woo, woo. Are pumpkins known for doing that? Well, spooky pumpkins. You can hear an echo back because it's like a cave. That doesn't sound You've made true. a pumpkin cave. Anyway, it's a good way for kindergartners to warm up their voice. 